Have you ever thought about that while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb? I did. I actually bought two homes in Albuquerque that I Airbnb'd, and it was just an amazing investment, honestly, because, you know, as you are accruing value in your property, you are also making money on the Airbnbs. It's amazing. So your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila is a must-have. It's an award-winning tequila. It's infused with real juice, with real fruit, which means the flavors are built in. It's real. So you need like two or three ingredients to make your perfect cocktail. Hey, um, you know how I'm always trying to keep my house parties exciting? New cocktails? <laughs> do you? Yeah. Okay, well, here's something that's going to flip the script. Okay. All right. 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Yeah. yeah. Tell me more about this, right. Oliver Hudson. Yeah, 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila that's infused with juice from real fruits. You only need two to three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. Wait a minute. I think I know what brand you're talking about. You know why? Yeah. Because 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend. It's female founded. That's right. See? Sounds See like how I know? Something I can get behind. I know. Well, there's a good story behind that for sure. Listen, if you love tequila... You have to try 21 Seeds Infused Tequila. Enjoy responsibly. 21 Seeds Diageo, New York, New York. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Kate Hudson. And my name is Oliver Hudson. We wanted to do something that highlighted our relationship. And what it's like to be siblings. We are a sibling rivalry. No. No, no. Sibling rivalry. Don't do that with your mouth. <laughs> Sibling rivalry. That's good. Oliver, I'm very excited about today's guest. Do you want to know why? Well, you're in New York, first of all, and I'm in L.A. I so. know. And actually, this was a very challenging scheduling situation <laughs> yeah today no, for some reason it was totally chaotic and it was like no it's at two o'clock i was on this i was ready at two for this interview and everybody's like no it's at five eastern time and then you're like what 12 30 and i'm like no, no four i woke up <laughs> like i woke up at 3 a.m just to sort of make sure i was gonna get it all right um but so it was like so we're here weird. we made it we made it we we're made here it. we made it i'm excited because I am a huge Dancing with the Stars fan. As mm -hmm. you know, I also have friends, Derek and Jules, who are friends of mine who are, you know, have been on that show for years and years. So our, this guest, um, for me, Cheryl, Cheryl Burke, is someone I've always loved to watch. I think she's an incredible dancer and mm -hmm. a, a wonderful choreographer. Um and very emotional. Uh, so I like. I feel like I know her, but I'm really excited to interview her and no, talk about too. her crazy sibling situation. I know. I think she's in the lobby right now waiting. But before we get there, I, th you know, I think they've asked me to do Dancing with the Stars a couple times. Oh my God, Cheryl could have been your partner. 
Yeah, but I, I'm too scared. <laughs> I don't want to do I can't do it. I, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, I'm not there yet. I bet you would love it. You'd like cry about being abandoned. It would be, it would be. <laughs> <laughs> I do some like interpretive. You'd be like, you'd be like this dance reminds, this dance uh, It's is called an abandoned. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interpretation of when my father left me on the steps. <laughs> it's called Lonely Leather Suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> and you just like you just like sit there. Totally. <laughs> I'll cry. <laughs> okay. All right, let's All right. not leave Cheryl. Anyway. Let's not leave Cheryl in the in the in the waiting room here for too long. But um I love you, Ollie. And I love you too. Uh, yeah. Bring let's, on uh, Cheryl. Hi. Yo. Hi. Hi, pretty. Hi, how's it going? You look gorgeous. Okay. How's it going? Good. You know, living Good. the podcast dream. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is these days, isn't it? So many podcast dreams. So many, so many, <laughs> and just so many I, in general. I know, but I, I, I love a pod. I love a good. Well, when podcast. When, when we first got into the game, they were like, "Oh my God, there's nine hundred thousand podcasts." We, we were like, "Holy shit!" Now there's like six million podcasts. Exactly. 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 <laughs> well, we love it. We love we love talking, and and obviously because. We started this whole podcast about really mm. about the sibling relationship. It's so fun because mm -hmm. we get to talk to people about things that we don't usually get to talk about, you know? Right. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I was thinking, like, should I have done this with my sister? But then I was like, uh, we've got like a nine year age gap. My half sister. My, my life is complicated, as you're about mm -hmm. to hear. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting dynamic. But I've heard a couple of episodes and you guys seem to just nail it. So, <laughs> well, we have fun. We try to keep it light on its feet. Yeah. Until Oliver and I start crying, until it gets heavy. <laughs> crying is not a bad thing, though, right? No, yeah, we, you know, we, we run all the emotions. We run through the gamut of all emotions right. on this show, you know, Good. from the completely absurd to in in a puddle of tears. Right, right, right. Well, it's just well, normal. Was, it's real life. I, Cheryl, I was saying before you got on that I'm I'm obviously such a huge dancer with the Stars fan, so <laughs> I feel like I know you because you were on for so many years. Yes, forever. And, uh, just have to tell you, I think you're incredible and you're Aww. an amazing choreographer and your Thank dance has you. always moved me. Thanks so much. I can't believe I, you watch. I mean, obviously, I know that you and Derek um, are friends. So, you know, yeah. maybe that's the connection. But that's awesome. And Jules. The whole the whole huff, the whole yes. all of those. They're blondies. taking over the world. Those huffs. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just love them. And, so I know uh, it's, this isn't. I know it's not Dancing with the Stars, but I, 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 and I've watched that plenty of times, of course. But you know, when I, I started watching, so you think you can dance or something? Uh -huh. I think that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. I never knew that I could be so. No, getting back to crying, so moved <laughs> by two people or one person moving their body to some piece right? of music. There were moments in that show where I am sobbing uncontrollably. And I don't even understand why. It's, yes. it's unbelievably moving at I times. mean, it's an art form. I mean, it is it is expression through movement instead of, you know, using the complication uh, of language and English. For me, at least, that was complicated growing up. You know, it was my way of communication was through movement. And um, I think when it, you bring authenticity to it, it is a beautiful thing. Or it could be a shit show. You know, it just depends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Well, why I feel like with dancers, watching? it's usually a little bit of both. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. You know, it's a very dramatic, growing up, you know, dance, it's a very dramatic art form as well. So you bring all yeah. of that drama to the floor and to the class and sometimes, mm-hmm. unfortunately, to the community. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, but, 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 um, but growing, growing up when you're saying that that was your sort of form of communication. Yeah. Was that, was that. Was there a reason for that? Was oh, it the way yeah. that you, uh, how come? Like, why was that your okay, best gonna, form of communication? I'm going to give you a cliff note version. It's going to sound yeah, like I'm it. so casually talking about someone else's life, but I'm just going to okay. give it to you. <laughs> okay. okay. This is so, the elevator pitch of your life. Basically. Right. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys want to like <laughs> act about it or do a movie, you know, feel free. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, okay. So at two years old, my mom and my real dad divorced. So my very mm. first memory as a kid um, was seeing my father with another woman. I was like around two years old. And then um, I, from there, my mom remarried my stepfather. And what came with my stepfather and his uh, previous marriage was a caretaker who molested both me and my stepsister at the time. I say at the time because she just passed in August, this past August. Mm. Um, And I testified against him in court. I was nine years old and it was happening for like four or five years. And it was interesting because at the time, you know, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a physical pain that went, uh, that, I guess it's hard to translate, but it's like the physical pain wasn't there as much as the grooming was. You know what I mean? So it was like he acted as that father figure. My mom and my stepdad were both like working and my mother, you know, built a business and, um, you know, has a rags to riches story. She's Philip. She's from the Philippines. And, you know, when she when she divorced my father, who went to, you know, follow his passion, which uh, was and starts with a P, ends with a Y. I say was because he uh, <laughs> he uh, was a very successful attorney in the Bay, Bay Area where I'm from. And then from there, he just fled to the Philippines and then went to Thailand and built a whole strip of strip clubs in Thailand um, in Pattaya, which is like a small oh, wow. little town. Yeah. And, this is um, not an elevator pitch. This is a, this is, wow. wow. Well, first of all, I just, you know, you, I mean, it's. First of all, I'm so sorry you anyone would ever have to go through anything like that. Thank but for you. you, like that you have to constantly be working through that. I just oh, yeah. have so for much sure. compassion and love Thank for you. you. Thank you. And, you know, I was I was really, really quiet as a kid. My mom thought I was deaf. She uh, brought me to a hearing specialist and the doctor was like, no, she can hear. She's just going through major PTSD, you know. And so for me, um, there was... I guess the communication, the language, there's two languages being spoken at home from um, my other nanny who raised me practically from when I was born in 84 um, until I was 13. And she only spoke Tagalog, which is the Filipino language. And then my mother was working constantly, like 24 hours a day. She was building a business and a company. Um, so on top of the sexual you know, abuse and then also the languages, I just was more of an observer. Now I can't shut the F up, but... <laughs> I guess that's what happens. Um, Mm. But I was definitely, you know, it was hard for me to communicate through language. So for me, that's why I say, you know, dance was my way of communication. So and and where did you find dance? Was that something that your your mother had something to do with? Or was that something you you discovered? 
No, I come from the original dance mom. So uh, <laughs> she's like, get in that, get in the classes. You know, she put okay. me into everything from like ballet to tennis to soccer, horseback riding. I wasn't great at school. Um, so, I mean, thank God for her in the long run. But I started in ballet from four to 11 and then literally grew out of my tights. Like I became a woman at a very early age, um, at nine years old. I started developing and I basically have the same body that I do now than when I was nine, which is insanity. Um, and then, yeah. And then I just literally grew out of my tights, couldn't hang with all the other, you know, girls. And so I switched to ballroom. My mom and stepdad, they were trying to find a family sport for us to do. And golf just wasn't, wasn't it. So they're like, how about ballroom dancing? And I was like, that is for old people, but I'll try it. Like, I'll see what, you know, if there's kids or whatever. And I went to a local dance competition in the Bay Area and I saw kids my age, you know, shake their little butts. And I was like, sign me up. <laughs> You're like, put that little yes. sparkly outfit yeah. on me. And, and spray tan and some lashes. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> how, how long did the stepdad stick around? He's still around. I call him my dad. Like, he's my dad. You know, he is. who is the yeah. asshole? Yeah, I'm confused. Which, my real father? Oh, the real father was... It was your real father. My real father cheated on my mother like multiple, multiple times. I mean, he cheated on her with his secretary. Then that's why I have a half-sister who I just met at my dad's wake. You know, right. So and then and then who knows how many half I mean, I just did my 23 and me and I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> I've got a dynamic of uh, a different, I guess, Cousins. individuals. <laughs> so yes. wait, wait, wait. I, 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 I know I was trying to get this straight. Though. Who did the who was the groom? Who did the grooming? Oh, who is the, the-, <clears throat> the man who was sexually abusing me and my stepsister who came from my stepdad and his previous marriage? Got oh, it. So he, he was like see. the caretaker. Yeah, person. he drove us around because the other nanny who only spoke Tagalog, she couldn't drive. She didn't have her driver's license. Sorry, I didn't make got that clear. It. Got yeah, it. Yeah, got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's really, okay. Father didn't protect you at all. My father wasn't there. Like he had left. He w- moved to Thailand or the Philippines, and he's you know he had so many different relationships and probably so many different kids. But my mom wow. made sure I connect. I still had a relationship with my real father. So as a new family with my stepdad, my stepsister who looks like a live Barbie doll. Like we look nothing alike. We, you know, she's blonde and I was like this Asian little kid. And uh, we would travel to Thailand and visit my dad at his strip clubs. He would live on top of a, I mean, we wouldn't go in the strip. I mean, well, we had to actually, because he lived on top of Bubbles, which is one of his strip clubs. uh, Yeah. The name of one of his strip clubs. (laughs) Bubbles. (laughs) Wow, oh my what an gosh. interesting... Oh, but then check this out. Then, you know, my father passes away. He was an alcoholic. Um, I'm also an addict as well, but I've been sober for like five and a half years almost. Um, but my when we would go visit him, you know, he would just always say to me, never come back here if I pass away. And I'm like, okay. Like, I was just a little naive. I still felt like my real dad was my best friend because as I grew up, you know, we would always like FaceTime and we would have our drink and poison of choice and we would just have hours and hours of conversations. And then um, when I went there, when he passed away, I guess he was involved in the Russian mafia and they chased me out of my father's wake. Because there was this, yeah, so basically his attorney, who was the power of attorney, um, which is insanity. Anyway, this Thai man spread a rumor, I guess, saying my father wired me like $500 million. And so, but really, (laughs) that wasn't the case. (laughs) 
Wow. Oh my gosh. I know. That's what so I mean. You like, can't write this shit. Yeah. There, no, you can't. Well, that's so interesting. So you had a relationship with your father because yeah. your mother was keen on you yes. keeping that established, you know. Correct. But your stepdad, who you call dad, is the one who raised you. So I to would speak. say, yes, yes. Right. I mean, it's not it's not a dissimilar parents, story, you know. Because no. Kate and I have a similar situation right. where our dad was out of the picture. Kurt came into our lives and basically raised us. Okay. You, know? you call him I mean, dad? our dad we call him Pa. Pa. Because he there was a moment we were actually just joking about right before you came on, where our dad comes to pick us up there's a fight in the house and he leaves my sister and i standing on the doorstep with our little suitcases waiting to go for the weekend and we run inside and i'm do an after school special moment where i'm like mom it's all your fault you know yeah and that's when kurt comes up to us and says look i'm not your father and i'm not kurt anymore we need to figure out a name for me and I will always be here for you. Even if I'm not with your mother, I will be here. He made that promise to us. And so Aww. we came up, he came up, I'm sure, with the name Pa. So we call I him know, Pa. I know, we had that. all kinds of different names. I love it. One of them was Popcorn. We had like we were like making up all crazy names. Yeah. I love that. It's a fun time of year because everybody's starting to gear up. You've got spring break happening soon. You've got summer happening soon. Everybody's thinking about their vacations. My number one source for where I might even go in the world, Airbnb. I've got spring break. I'm shooting. I only have four days. Where am I going to go? I go on Airbnb and that usually is like, oh, there's a good house. I love that. Let's stay there. If you are someone who travels a lot or even has an empty room in your house, consider hosting on Airbnb. It's a lot easier than you might think, and it's also a great way to make some extra income. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. So your father passes away in 2018? I think so, yeah. Yes. And did you know when you went to the funeral or to the and to, to the wake that you're mm -hmm. that you had a half sister at all or was she just there? 
Yeah, no, no. So she actually, my half sister, sorry, I think I said that she was there. It wasn't my half sister that was there. It was my half brother who was like a Canadian opera singer. So I had oh. never met him. Now, there are pictures of me and my half sister. I don't remember. Obviously, we were really young. And I think my father, if it was with his secretary from his law firm, then this must have still, this must have been happening when, you know, my mom and dad were separated in San Francisco. So it's like, so oh. there was this like weird, yeah. So it was like a weird overlap. <laughs> overlap. Yes. <laughs> You're like, uh, okay, wait, I we're around the same I wish that story wasn't as common, but yeah. I feel like <laughs> no. there's some overlap. Yes. And a lot of... Yeah. yeah. So then you have a half-brother as well. So mm-hmm. you have two... Did you, and you, you didn't know about your half-brother. No, I knew about him. I just never met him in person until then. So what was that like? It, you know, it's all... <laughs> I always, I don't know, I think probably because of the way what happened to me, obviously I have trust issues and I don't necessarily, um, you know, trust you and I'm not like the most open, vulnerable person, um, but I'm learning and I get, I get it. Like I'm putting the pieces together. So I, it wasn't necessarily welcoming with open arms. I just wanted to like, cause at that time too, it's like, what's going where, but then everything got stolen. So you're just like, what is happening? Why am I just seeing you for the first time? What is your, you know, intention with all of this? Like, I swear, you know, my father may have never talked about him as much. You know, I know I'm his firstborn. So there's just all this like red flags, red flags. <laughs> wow. oh my gosh. So it's just so complicated. Stolen. Well, so yeah, so I guess with the strip club business, um, if you're ever interested in knowing this, in Thailand, it is very much run by mafia. And so, I mean, like I couldn't even finish. I had to hire um, armed guards because also they don't speak that much English in Thailand. Um, And it was really complicated. I hired an attorney. It was just a lot. And I turned it into like Claire Danes from uh, Homeland. Like literally, (laughs) this took my life over knowing that, you know, my father passed away already. There was no way of bringing him back. But I had so many unanswered, you know, questions, basically. And I will for the rest of my life, I guess. I just have to be okay with it. So are you constantly seeking answers to some of these Not questions anymore. or have you let it you, you let it go? Yeah, I have to for my own mental health. Like, actually, um, I don't know if you guys believe in this stuff, but, uh, you know, John Edwards, the medium. Yeah. Do I believe in it? <laughs> no, I live with it. So he's like a closet ballroom dancer. Did you know that? He loves ballroom dancing. His wife's wow. like a ballroom dancer. Anyway, I met him years ago and I he's the one that convinced me just to like let it go because it was actually... Um, taking my life over and I was like what am I gonna do like this is it my father died there's nothing mm-hmm. I can do you know but still it's like I'm just you know an addict in that well, way it's all or nothing what were you what were you obsessing over specifically with well, this I was like breaking know? into his bank accounts I was like going because I was like where is everything right like also yeah. there was two different wills like I, you know, in Thailand, like it's so shady as shit happens wow. over there. And, you know, at the end of the day, okay, I can fight all day long. It's like, where is it yeah. going to get me other than broke? Right. Like, yeah. yeah, really. Sometimes you just have to let go. Yeah, I know. So you thanks know. to John Edwards. <laughs> but the addict nature is so interesting where you can, you, you, the addiction can be transferred over to, to pretty oh much God. anything. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. And that's when I had just stopped drinking. So it was a full on. Yeah, that was where I was. All my energy was going to. And then I was engaged too at that time. So it was just. Mm-hmm. a. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't know how that, uh, like that engagement Clearly must have been it crazy. didn't work. I'm divorced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. What is your relationship now with your half siblings? So I'm really close to Nicole, who you're, you're about to meet. Um, she's nine years younger than me. So she's comes from my mother and my stepdad. And then I was, um, when I was growing up, I was close to my stepsister who was five years older than me, but she had just passed away, um, end of August, I believe from addiction. So, mm-hmm. sorry. Thank you. And then what and- about your half brother? I don't really have a relationship with him. And your half sister. I mean, we're, we talk every once in a while. It's not like at first, I think when this was all happening, I just needed to like, I wanted somebody that knew my dad to talk to. And so we became really close. And then like, you know, I had just, just this wall started to, to develop and it has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with me um, and my own issues, you know, so. It's also probably yeah. protecting yourself as well. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you done 23 and me? <laughs> and do you have yes. a thousand other halves, halves? Well, first of all, my father lied to me. I'm not Russian Irish. I'm straight up Ashkenazi Jewish, 53%. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm more Ashkenazi Jewish than Filipino. My mother's Filipino, wow. and it's pretty cut wow. and dry. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I don't know why I, he didn't tell me that, but I mean, I, I know thought why, our dad but... lied to us because he was so Italian, Italian, Italian. But the truth is, is that we were more Italian than I thought we were. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so like the. Yeah, and the other thing is we we've told the story before, and I'll go, but but I have the same we have the same situation. I show up at my house, and there's a note under the door, and it says, "My name is Paul. I'd love to have a I'm conversation with you." <laughs> Turns out this guy who lives in Utah is my our half brother. My father had him when he was 16 and had to give him up for adoption. Wow. And so, yeah, so we have discovered this and on 23andMe, there's potentially another one. Oh, like for sure. Trying, trying to figure out. You know? <laughs> for sure. And I'm, I'm almost like, do I even want to know? You know, it's like, it's just so complicated already. But he just left a note under the door. He didn't could give a good no, old knock. No. no, no. There was a note. I came home. He and wanted it was just to a, be. Oh, he, he was he being respectful. Be yeah. Respectful. Wait, did he send and it in course, the mail? No, no, no. Because he, he was, was in Los Angeles. He went to Disneyland wow. and then sl- and slipped under the door. Oh and the funniest gosh. thing is, he didn't want to do it to mine because he thought then I would definitely. <laughs> he thought Oliver would be the better way because totally. You know, right. and, and yes. then the irony is, is that Oliver was like, I can't deal with this. I have so, to, course, I have enough he, of my own fucking like, problems. I'll call him. Did he tell you? Yeah. Like, did you tell your sister right away that this happened? No, yeah. Well, I had uh, oh, I yeah, had Claudia who was out. taking care of our kids at the time. Uh-huh. I'm like, Claudia, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. <laughs> like, I don't know if this is real or not. I said, call this number and pretend you're my assistant. And <laughs> let's let's start there. And so she called and she's like, hi, this is Oliver's assistant. And he's like, I'm sorry. Here's the situation. Blah, blah, blah. And then Crazy. she's like, "Well, let me see if I can get him." And I'm standing right next to her. And then and I get on the phone. And then I tell no, Kate, "No, you didn't. You didn't, didn't get on the phone. No. No, oh, maybe never I got, got scared. On the phone. You never yeah. got on the phone. Because then I, I didn't want to deal phone. with. It. I have enough issues. I've been him. in therapy for my whole life. Like I can't deal with <laughs> Same. another situation. <laughs> Same. I've been in therapy since I was fucking four. Like oh my me god. Me too. Like I'm I can't like, be a therapist. Guys. 
And then, and then Kate, but then Kate takes over. No, and Kate's like, oh, I'm calling too. him. We're getting DNA tests. We're getting I DNA mean, tests. And I'm like, Kate, I love you. You the go, go ahead. Was, the best thing was that Paul said, the first thing he said is like, yeah, I guess your brother's, I don't know. He, she said she was his assistant, but it didn't, <laughs> didn't sound very professional. Oh my God. It didn't sound very professional. That was the first thing. Which I, which made me immediately realize he actually was our brother. Yes. I was yes. Like, oh, that's so you funny. He's a hear great you guy. Breathing in the background. No. <laughs> he was, I thought it was so amazing. It's like I, yeah. you know, there's he has three he, kids and and he looks really sweet. Guy. Yeah, he's, we saw a picture. We're like, holy shit! Like, he's have you guys Hudson. met yeah. in person yet? <laughs> no, no, not yet. You're no. Not spending well, Christmases I, I, uh, or anything. <laughs> no, we. Yeah, my gosh. Well, he lives no, we, in Utah. Got we it. DM. I DM with him, you know, yeah. a little yeah, bit here nice. and there. But, but, that's nice. You know. Cheryl, do, do you think there's any si more siblings? Do you think? A hundred percent. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Abs I mean, he married one of his um, employees, I guess you could say, uh, <laughs> in, Th <laughs> in Thailand. <laughs> and supposedly there's like two dancers, little... Dancers. There's two little um, girls or something. But you know what? Oh, all okay. I, yeah. All I know is I am his first for now i mean honestly nothing shocks me at this point yeah <laughs> and your mom my mom she's great and you're close <laughs> you're super close well we're as close as we can be look it's a really um different dynamic like you see like you'll meet my sister here in a second and she's she doesn't come from a broken family you know what i mean mm -hmm. so it's like yeah it is different like regardless um and you know her her insecurities are may not be i mean i'm not comparing the two it's so different but like but also then she had to see me go on television and then my mother holding like filipino tea parties at her house and mm. like celebrating her daughter <laughs> her daughter's success on primetime tv for i was on that show for 26 seasons you know so yeah. it's like at the end of the day it's so long i just retired that is so long <laughs> 17 years that, that, honestly that makes me feel like are we all that much older <laughs> how old were you I, I mean, when you started what? that show 21 was... i'm 39 Shit. but like wow. but still it's we had did two seasons a year i mean it was it's since i mean i thought i was just gonna do one season and go back to harlem you know yeah well, before we get before we get to your sister, there's uh, this is so fascinating. I could talk for hours about all this. I love this <laughs> in, intricate, dark underbelly, yeah, crazy so, shit. It's definitely interesting. It is. But how, did you get to know your father well before he passed? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And and and, and, and how much did you see yourself in him? You, you know what I mean. No, a hundred percent. I am more yeah. my father than anybody else. That's for damn right. sure. I look right. like him. I act like him, um, which isn't always uh, appropriate. But, you know, it's just it's interesting. And that's why I felt so close to him. Um, and I didn't really think of him. Yes, it was I hurt by feeling abandoned. And yes, do I suffer from abandonment attachment or whatever the hell or uh, no, it's it's uh whatever something attachment anyway who cares Insecure. Uh, anxious, right. anxious anxious attachment oh, anxious, anxious attachment. attachment yes, yes. Yeah. but uh, I, right. he knows more about me than my mom will ever know you know because i felt yeah. safe i didn't feel judged by him yeah it's so interesting mm -hmm. oh it's so really? interesting mm -hmm. so you felt more judged by mama well yeah i mean she was yeah. the active but i feel more obviously grateful for like thank god for her you know but it's just yeah. a different dynamic different mm -hmm. dynamic i know you can't compare <laughs> i know kids are always harder on the most present parent that's oh, for sure. i feel bad for my mom actually have you have you not been to the hoffman institute 
Not yet, but I've heard amazing things about I it. Went, but I'm a little I bit went. scared. I'm a little scared of it. it. I've done it. I've done you it. It was do inc- it. It's incredible. It was incredible. Everyone I mean, loves it. I'm just scared of his voice. Incredible. He's very loud. <laughs> it's incredible. It's an I incredible. Heard. No, I'm definitely. I should do that. I'm about to turn 40 in May, so I probably should gift myself. It's a good one. I've thought about it. Okay. It's a fun time of year because everybody's starting to gear up. You've got spring break happening soon. You've got summer happening soon. Everybody's thinking about their vacations. My number one source for where I might even go in the world, Airbnb. I've got spring break. I'm shooting. I only have four days. Where am I going to go? I go on Airbnb and that usually is like, oh, there's a good house. I love that. Let's stay there. If you are someone who travels a lot or even has an empty room in your house, consider hosting on Airbnb. It's a lot easier than you might think, and it's also a great way to make some extra income. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple. 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hi, Nicole. Look how precious she is. Hi. Hi, guys. Hello, hello. Hey. How are you? <laughs> I'm so, we're so good. We just got the full Cheryl rundown and we're like, our mouths, like our, our jaws have dropped. We're just like, <laughs> mainly about Steve Burke, Nicole. Oh, yeah. That's a crazy story. Yeah. That is a crazy mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. a wild, wild thing. <laughs> so I actually, that when I met him, I took the, I took like an iPhone note worth of, quotes that he would say oh my gosh. and they're just like you can't write dialogue that good it's insane i was <laughs> oh saying like we should do a movie they should do a movie on this yeah. whole story it's just fascinating yeah <laughs> he's yeah. such a character he also sounds true like such character a character yeah um he's also a very small person like hence why i like short dudes no i'm kidding like, <laughs> really <laughs> everything in his house ha- everything in his house was like miniature like like the, it was like mini slices of cheese in his refrigerator, like all of that. Just <laughs> totally, it was so. Yes. I don't know why this, this is completely. This has completely changed my perspective on him. Uh, I picture I him was, like literally three eight with like tiny. No. 
charcuterie board in his house. But I, in my mind, he was a totally oh different type of person. Right? So no, funny. totally. Like he's not like this macho, like Sex of yeah, the City, like, that Mr. Yeah. Big. Yeah, though. No, yeah, definitely not. I mean, his voice is, but uh, he gets. Yeah, yeah, no, not his looks. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. I like the idea that he's that he's a he's on the shorter side and likes smaller portions. Well, my ex husband looks. How about this? If you look up my ex husband, he looks exactly like my father. They look exactly alike. Yes. Wait, I feel like I remember. weren't you? Didn't you? Who's your ex husband? Matthew Lawrence, the Lawrence brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it. It's in my head. Almost identical. Really? Yeah. That's so crazy. God, Nicole, where are you? Are are you in? Are you in LA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in Venice. And uh, where where did you both grow up? Palo Alto, Northern California. So you were up north, and then did yeah. you, Nicole? Do you did you dance as well? No, not at all. Awful dancer. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Awful dancer. <laughs> no, um, you were not. Yeah. When you were a little girl, mom forced you. You were really yeah, cute. Yeah, I, I have some yeah. photos of me in ballroom dance competitions. I was like very so tiny. Um, <laughs> With the sequin. Actually, what I really used to do is when Cheryl would go and compete, they would have like tables of people seated around like the ballroom dance floor. And I would go underneath the tables. I was like five, six. And I would pick up the rhinestones that had fallen from the dresses when they were spinning. And I would put them in like little plastic cups and make like art pieces with the fallen feathers and Aww, rhinestones. That's so cute. That was my. That's, it could have been way cute. worse under that table, you know. So could have been happy. Way worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just always awkward when people were like, "Oh my God, there's a child." I like, love. I love that as like a cinematic visual. <laughs> I know, I, we're turning I know. this into and a like, movie. That's it. That like oh, should have been in strictly ballroom. Yeah. So, that movie. So, show you were nine when she was born. Yeah. I begged for a little sister. You did? I did. Aww. I even saw... Oh, wait, maybe that's TMI. Never mind. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> what? Well, you saw her birth? No, I saw uh, the, <laughs> the uh, process prior to the birth in the cup when you guys do the thing in the... You know what I'm saying? Oh. Yeah, that one. The thing in the <laughs> oh. cup. I saw her as a little, you know... Yeah, sperm. Yes, like a little sperm. <laughs> like a little you see, you like visualized her. Yes, yes, I did. I manifested her. <laughs> That's so cute. Wow. My- so when she was when she was born, it must have been an incredible an incredible day for you. <laughs> it was. It was as if I gave birth to her. I always say that. I'm like your mother. <laughs> no. I felt that way with Wyatt because I have a I have my I'm seven and a half years older than my our younger brother. And I always felt when he was born, it was like having my own doll, yeah. like human yeah. doll, <laughs> you know, totally. so was like, oh, I was like playing mom, you know? Yeah. I would always pick her up out of the crib when she was crying and I didn't believe in that rule. Like, just leave her. Th-. I'm like, that's abuse. That's abuse. Mm-hmm. Like, no way. <laughs> Never happening. Oh, so Nicole, like, how was it for you guys growing up? I mean, that's a that's a pretty big age difference. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was. uh it was weird until like 18, I guess, because it was just such an age gap. Like Cheryl was 16, you know, like when you're when she was like a teenager, I looked like <laughs> like a little toddler <laughs> following her around. Aww, like yeah, I, I loved it. growing up, she would like go into the kitchen and eat an orange and I'd like go into the kitchen and eat an orange, you know, like you just like mimic everything that your older sister does. 
Um, but then, but then when 18 happened, then it was like, you could start hanging out as people mm-hmm. and have those types of experiences, but there was like, it's such an age gap and it's, it's different for sure. Right. Because then Cheryl, you left the house at, at some point when you're 17, I left when I was like old. 18, 17. Yeah. Right. But also you're a competitive dancer. So you've probably gone a lot. Were you competing? Uh, a lot? Yes. Yeah. All yeah. over the world. Like I spent my summers in England training, like yeah. the whole So round. you were, you yeah. did the same kind of thing that. I've known oh, Derek and Julianne oh. since they were 10 years old. Like I was at her 10th, right. I was at Julianne's 10th birthday in England. So crazy. She had an, she had an English accent. I'm not kidding. That, <laughs> that's, I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but so were you also, did you also dance with Mark's mom? Well, she, I, for a little bit. Right. Um, and then I switched over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, it, but it, it was a, it's a different kind of. It's the same world, though. I just, I think I'm like an eight, like maybe three, four years older, but we competed against each other. I have a picture of us at a competition in the Bay Area, and it was like me and my partner, super tall. And remember, I developed at a young age. So, it was like, Julianne was like, she, I looked like I was, <laughs> yes. Like a, and I was yeah. like, I had boobs and a waist and a butt. And then like, then there was little Derek, little Julianne, little Mark Ballas. You know, it just was <laughs> oh so my crazy. God. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's so funny. So, so when, when Nicole, when Cheryl was gone, was that hard for you or was that just like a normal thing? It was a normal thing. We made like family trips out of where her competitions <laughs> were. So like if she had a dance competition in Italy, I, I've been to like random fucking places like Serbia, <laughs> yeah, Italy, um, yep. Blackpool, Serbia. like, mm-hmm. you know, and then I just find like really weird ways of entertaining myself because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really like love the whole ballroom thing. So I was just like this little kid who would just wander through these like massive ballroom dance competitions. So um, what were you so drawn sorry. to? <laughs> what, what, what was I drawn to? Yeah, uh, I, I I studied acting in college and right now I'm finishing my master's in film production. So I've always been like creative for sure, but just wasn't into the dance thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. When did you guys start to get really close? You know, I mean, obviously when you're back and forth, you're yeah. not there and there's such an yeah. age gap. Was there that moment where it was like, oh, shit, we're on the same. We're kind of on the same level here. You yeah. know what I mean, we, it we was like, I would fun. say. When we started going on these like huge trips that I take yeah. you on, we went to like France. Like this was like about what season? I based my whole life off seasons. Okay, so it was like You're season like seven, season, <laughs> yeah. season yeah. seven hundred and twelve, <laughs> and uh, that we would go to like Paris. We went to Spain. You know, stuff. Like yeah, that. I think mm-hmm. that was like that was around when I uh, I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So like I was like seventeen or something like that. Um, and that's why we call each other mouse because we uh, we went to Cheryl took me to Paris and you know that's that scene from Ratatouille where the little mouse is staring <laughs> over all of Paris and the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we like we're obsessed with that movie. So yeah. we called mm-hmm. it mouse. Um, and yeah, I think it was like those trips, honestly. Mm-hmm. So so I was in high school and then Cheryl was like in her, you know, mid prime. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so when Sh- Cheryl, you're 21 when you started mm-hmm. dancing with the stars. Did you start out as a partner, or were you in kind of the co- like? I was part. I was like a pro pro dancer right away. You, right away. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like I remember that. And then, and then I did. I had that really that? short 
haircut. Yes. Like I had the dumb and dumber bangs. Like my uh, dance <laughs> coach so just cute. like yes. messed me up. I blame him. <laughs> and it just always had the move. <laughs> yes. It only looked good in movement though. But if I was here, like having a conversation with you, it would be quite embarrassing. <laughs> the um, What was that like for you, Nicole? Because that show kind of like, it was such a hit. Yeah, I was like fully campaigning for votes for her. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> like, like, Mom trained had, you well. <laughs> I remember I had like these like buttons that had like vote for Cheryl and Emmett on it. Yeah. And I would like Emmett Smith when I did. At, mm-hmm. like in middle school all the time. Um, so I was, Thank yeah, you. I was super into it. I was, we wait, won. didn't you win with Emmett Smith? I won with Drew Lachey. My very first two seasons I won. And then it just went downhill from there. Do you blame every partner? No. I blame my opinions, my mouth. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> so so while your sister's like dancing her heart out, mm-hmm. and Nicole, like I'm just going to say it, which is Cheryl, you're saying like you've always struggled with addiction. Was that mm-hmm. something that you were aware of growing up with her or while she's working? And was that something that, you know, what was challenging to confront? Um, Good question. I, I think I was mildly aware of it. At the, like, you have to think like when she was like your first few seasons, I was like 11. Oh, I was a functioning drunk. So yeah, mm-hmm. so I was really young. So I don't think I, I understood it until or really clocked it until I was like probably a teenager until I was like 15, 16. Um, and then and then it, it was something I was aware of, but it didn't really seem worrisome to me until I was probably in my, I don't know, like, like late teens. And, and even why? Like, why? Um, why was it worrisome? What it? happened? <laughs> what happened? I mean, a lot. I mean, a lot happened, but um, what? I don't. I can't remember. It's funny. I was can't it like remember. when we started traveling together and stuff? You started to see. Not really traveling. I feel like it was it was like more because, you know, I would go out with her and her friends and I was like very underage. I would like hand the 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 bouncer like Cheryl. Bitches and bottles. We were just all up in there. Mm -hmm. Cheryl had like just entered the freaking bar. Literally. Mm -hmm. Like one, you look like you're nine and two, Mm -hmm. this girl is still in here. And so it was like really, but like I didn't have a a fake ID. So, so I don't, it was was interesting to like see, you know, I would like go to bed and they would stay up all night. And I was like, yep. Be totally normal. Yeah, um, no. So yeah, I I got little no. glimpses of it then, and and maybe also on the trips. But it's hard to say if there was like a a moment because I think when it's your sibling, you don't really think like. Well, also, being, not- I wasn't very educated about addiction. I don't think we were like we didn't put the word to the action. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was kind of like, mm-hmm. it also just got normalized with like what all of her friends were doing. Well, so I was a ballroom dancer by day and a partier, bitches and bottles at night. Like I literally it was seven mm-hmm. nights a week, and because I was functioning, that's the scariest I think of them all is that no one knew. And people, when I wasn't kind of out of it, people were like, "What's wrong with you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, see, I got it just." continue on with the vodka sodas you were functioning in the sense that you could just live your life and have your day yeah yeah then what what was the trigger where it was like holy shit you know i'm i'm an alcoholic 
it was my father dying, like his passing really woke me up. Um, I also was, like I said, just engaged. Um, and then I realized that like I was going to fall down this rabbit hole and most likely have to check myself into rehab or just stop. And I didn't tell anybody um, at all, actually, when I decided to stop because I never stopped. So I, I, I never went one day without alcohol from when I... I would say around 21 to 22 up until five and a half years ago. Like mm-hmm. it was seven you days never, a week. Mm-hmm. Never, ever. I don't think so. I mean, not never. I mean, I mean maybe right, like right. the days but where I was I actually, so hung up. I think that actually might be accurate. No, I really like, <laughs> like, like I think she was actually yeah, drinking maybe. every day. <laughs> like I just put like my tolerance for alcohol. That's the thing. And I think maybe, wow. I don't know. Look, I keep going back whether addiction is hereditary or not. I mean, I, I don't know. I know a lot of people who don't have any of that in their family and they suffer from the disease but like I just held my alcohol and there was it came to a point too where it was like there's not much more I could drink um, and I felt nothing Mm -hmm. you know so were you waking up and boozing I was no 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 definitely not (laughs) no but Um, it never affected your relationship together you and Nicole. I don't know. Did it? Nicole? I think it did. I don't think it did. I just remember when you stopped, you, it was like the funniest thing. Cause it was, it was actually, I think the night of your engagement party or like the day. After. Yes, it was. Yeah. And you were like, I don't know what's going on, but if I drink alcohol, I get hives. So I stopped for vanity reasons. And then so she because, stopped yeah. because she was breaking out like her neck and her under wow. her eyes, face, these red spots. Um, and so like, I think the last time I've ever seen you with like, a sip of alcohol mm-hmm. was that engagement party. And then from then on, it was just like, no, it gives me hives. No, it gives me hives. Yeah. And like, Thank God for that though. Because like, they're also, yeah. Months and months later, then it was like, no, I'm, I'm sober because I, you know, so it was like, it kind of happened in an interesting way, but mm. like, yeah. You know, also no judgment for the way it happens. Just like, no, oh, I mean, thank God for that to happen. I think it was, I think the poison, my body was rejecting the poison. I mean, eventually. Right. So I also yeah. think part of wow. that were Asian too, though. I do like no, you know, no. I never was that a type of Asian. I was never <laughs> red. I was like never Dan- my like man, Danny. My man, like Danny. My man's that type of Asian. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. He gets, he gets red. He gets super red. I was so and proud. It hurts. Was it? it hurt. You know, he it it it's <laughs> like if he's like he always says it feels like it feels like a re- an allergic reaction yeah. to the skin. It's like hot for him. Maybe that's what I just. Maybe that's why. And maybe you're right, Nicole. No, I, I mean, I get flushed too. That's why I don't drink very much red wine. Like, like it's a real thing. And there's I mean, something about like Asian genetics and there's like an enzyme that helps you break down that alcohol. And if you're Asian, you're yeah. less. But like that. deeper than that though, I think it was my, I think I was just the trauma in my body. Like, you know, it, it, yeah. there was not much more I could numb. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. do you, do you guys fight or is your relationship pretty sweet and communicative? We fight. I feel like our relationship's pretty sweet. And then when we fight, it's really it's bad. bad. It's bad. Really? It's so sad. It ruins my life. When wow. I like, can't sleep too, mm-hmm. I get like, like when we do fight, it's like periods of time where we don't talk and it'll be like somewhere between a few days and maybe like two weeks. And during those two weeks, like I can't sleep as well. Like I, my heart is like fluttering a lot off you know, like you're like, you get like dumped or you're in like heartache or something. It's like that kind of like withdrawal sort of thing. Um, It doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So then why not just pick up the phone? Who's the stubborn one in that? Me. I think it's a 
little bit of both of us yeah. to be honest. I I'm think stubborn too. Yeah, what but are you it's just, fi- what are you fighting about? You know, family like, dynamics, like family bullshit dynamics. stuff. Or- I, I mean, it's all bullshit, really, at the end of it, right? Life's so fucking short. It's like, right. <laughs> I mean, I what, are you, what are we even fighting about for real? Like, who? Uh, we're so focused on something that makes no sense. In about a year or two from now, we'll be laughing about it. Oh, you know? God. But, like, it's horrible. I've been on this whole trip. Like, I know it's, it, it, you know, I go through my anxiety and I'm on Lipitor or Lexapro and blah, 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 you know. <laughs> and, and I got the kids and I, yeah, life can be so fucking overwhelming. And then you think in probably a hundred million years from now, it's just going to be a big ball of fire, this earth. Yes. So, so why do I give a shit? Right. Why right. do we care so much? None know. of it really is going to matter at the end uh, of the day. Amen, brother. Amen. We're all going to be dead. Human civilization yes. will no longer fucking exist. So what it's are just we a time, concerned It's a ticking about? bomb. Like we're just like literally like we're just waiting here. That's it. Yeah. This is all very true. There is an actual scientific reason for this. I mean, what you're saying is very rational and makes sense. And therefore, you would think, and I think that too, when people, as we know, actively live in that frame of mind, they call it like a lot of Stoics are like that, where they think more practically about like, well, we're going to mm. die. So today might as well be great. Um and then also we know that gratitude allows us to like mm-hmm. not have that kind of live in that kind of chaos or anxiety. Um, the other but but the reality is, is we're just programmed to be negative bias. Our brains are just programmed to be negative yep. bias. So everything it's yeah. like the most bizarre things become these sort of like survival instincts that yeah have but, no use uh, to us but totally. our brain is like no totally our brain is our, like our, our default is but fear like, we don't listen to our bodies like our body is the most intelligent you know thing we each have yet we st- i still i can speak for myself still follow whatever my brain thinks it's no it knows better right but yeah. like really mm-hmm. the intuition is so powerful and you're right like but what is the, how do you retrain the brain, you know, and also your brain doesn't know the difference between a lie and the truth. And it's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck? You're like, mm-hmm. wait, yeah. hold on. And then you believe your thoughts and they're not even the reality. Right. And then I, you go in this, oh my God. That's CBT. That's cognitive behavioral therapy right there. That's why I say when people ask about happiness or joy or like optimism, it's like this, these are all active pursuits. Yes. There's no like passive happiness i mean there, there can be but right like, but it's not consistent it ha- no it we're like always. we're just literally not programmed to be happy. no well, well, well if you think about it no, <laughs> no well, totally, it's true our, no, our totally default moments our <laughs> default is yeah. fear our primary yes. default right. is Negative. fear that's that's why yeah, we have survived it. like i'm addicted to fight flight or freeze because that's all i know right like right. really if you think about every like the timeline of what has happened and when I don't have it, it's almost like I'm addicted to stress in that sense, because then I don't feel like right. my if I'm not stressed, then I'm lazy. Right. There's no like gray area with me in my brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then like I realize when it comes to happiness, my goal is never to be happy. It's to be content like actually mm-hmm. content right. because yeah. like that is happiness is like and i'm not i'm i'd like to say i'm not a fake person so it's like i can't fake that yeah. like i just can't yeah yeah yeah. now i'm with you it's a fun time of year because everybody's starting to gear up you've got spring break happening soon you've got summer happening soon everybody's thinking about their vacations my number one source for where i might even go in the world 
Airbnb. I've got spring break. I'm shooting. I only have four days. Where am I going to go? I go on Airbnb and that usually is like, oh, there's a good house. I love that. Let's stay there. If you are someone who travels a lot or even has an empty room in your house, consider hosting on Airbnb. It's a lot easier than you might think. And it's also a great way to make some extra income. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Wark, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to give you another word that maybe you want to meditate on. Okay. Liberated. Hmm. Interesting. Um, And then I want to give you another article I've been reading. (laughs) Yes, I love all this shit. Lazy. And I just sent it to my family. Lazy brain? Lazy people, it's a sign of high, high intelligence. <laughs> that, what? Yes. Shut up. Uh, Procrastination? I, I, no, so Oliver is going to live on this meme. This sent, where did you find that article? I need to know your Kate, resource. Kate, Kate it's, not a, it's not a meme. It's an article and why it made the funniest joy, joke. My brother, he goes, you're probably so lazy that you just read the headline. I'm like, I did. I, <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even read the article. But the article was, from a reputable uh, uh, magazine, lazy people yeah. are highly intelligent oh my God. people. <laughs> Send that, please. Yes. I would love to I read will. it. I will. The oh. full article. <laughs> so crazy. No, but, but, the, but the, the human condition is just so fascinating. I mean, at the end of the day, we have all I been mean, what in is the therapy goal? for a million years, but it's so fucking <laughs> interesting to try to understand I mean, they don't ourselves. even know. The therapists don't even know the whole the actual dynamics in the brain no one yeah. i mean it's so everybody's complicated we're learning it's a constant it's a constant you know it's con- constantly changing battle <laughs> and, yeah or yeah or or you know a, the you know you're a dancer like that is a great metaphor for life like in order to feel Mm-hmm. That uninhibited freedom with your body, you have to go through so mm-hmm. much training and so much discipline and a lot of pain goes with that. 
and you have to let go and, have, and surrender right. and, then, and all of it. And then when you yes. when you're when you've got all that discipline and you've done it and then all of a sudden you're like actually dancing and you're in it, everything else goes away and you you're totally yeah. free. Your body's free. Like, you do hit the fourth state of consciousness. I totally believe that, that because it's like when people are like I have an outer body experience, but that's what it is. Right. But to lead up to that was a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think life, that's just life. That's the same thing, you know? Yeah, you're right. I was in a hip hop dance crew called the Rice Rice Krispies Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Rice Krispies. That's amazing. We talk about it a lot on the podcast. People want to know, you know? I mean, I was... I, yeah. I, I I trained a guy named Logic oh came over and like we like practiced before we went out to the club. <laughs> Do you have it on a VHS tape? Can Somewhere. we see this? No, but I wish we did. We would go to battle all these other crews and like these little <laughs> oh like. My. That's wait. Are you being I'm serious? Being serious. Wow. I'm, yes, he also. Are you a good dancer? Is he a good also, dancer? I'm a great is dancer. Is Oliver a good dancer? Okay. Well, I, I'm I untrained, but incredible. I think you've got talent. I, think yeah, yeah. I can move. I can move. There's did no dancing doubt. with the stars that by the end of it, he'd have a lot of progress. Oh, I, um, I, you can't be lazy. No, if you no, no, dance no. With the stars, by the way, and, sure. and I'm not just saying this as a joke. I think I could win it. Okay, calm really, down, buddy. <laughs> calm down. I really do. Let me really tell you do. something. Oh I will God, train you. Oliver. I will train I, you. Okay. I will never come out of retirement, but I will train you and you tell me if you think you'll win. <laughs> I swear to God, I think I can win it because I have natural ability. My body That's the moves problem. right. Nope. What do you mean? Because it ain't natural. Ballroom dancing is it, definitely yeah, not natural. His hips are definitely stiff. Stiff. So I that mean, would be the Kate, first. You've ballroom dance. He's got to like, like figure like, eight I could put the That's my impressive. Hips. Wait, is my, that really your leg? Yes. Shut that's up. My leg. Got, can you imagine? He's it's got, a fake leg. That, like, that shut up so quickly. I was certain that was a prop. I thought that was like, yeah. There's no way. No, there it is again. No, that is not your leg. Is that not? That's not your leg. That's my leg. Stop it. No, it ain't. It is no way. <laughs> that is my leg. Wait, first of oh. all, that is you. You're more flexible than me, a hundred percent. This is what I'm his saying. His hip mobility is crazy. <laughs> no, that's a, is that a leg? Them. Is that really his leg? He can only move it's them like leg. that. He can't move yeah. them front and back. Oh See, I can stretch God. it way oh back. God. It looks like oh a mannequin. To stop it! That's not your leg. That you guys is have my been leg. This. No, I swear. God I'm a very flexible man. That's just the way it is. This has been so much fun. Cheryl, your life is Cheryl, your life is uh, uh, colorful. Wild. <laughs> Thanks. And I and Wonderful. I'm so grateful that you're so open and and thank sharing you. those things. It it I always think that when people are really open about their lives that they've experienced all of the things like you have experienced that are so helpful to so many people. Thank and, you. So Thanks. it's so nice that you're so fun. But let's can we do a little bit of the rapid fire before we end? Go okay. yeah. Um, yeah. Love rapid fire. Okay. Who's the better cook? Me. <laughs> Nicole. <laughs> Actually, Ooh. I took up baking recently. I'm fucking good. Yeah, she's good at baking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can overall, bake. Overall cooking. Yeah, no. Okay. What is your favorite trait about your sister? Which one? Who are you talking to? Both of you. Go ahead, mouse. Um Ooh, super loyal. The most Aww. loyal person. Mm. Loyal person. Yeah, period. And for me, it would be how she just has this excitement and happiness 
for life. Oh, I love Joie these. De Joie, de Joie de vie. Okay. <laughs> if you were going to rob a bank Hell together, yeah. who would rob the bank and who would drive the getaway car? Both. I do both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl does both. Thanks, I, feel like, I actually feel like Cheryl would definitely drive the getaway car. Hell yes. Absolutely. So Nicole's like you're, Nicole, you're like in a van with an earwig, like with a thing, like talking to her from the van, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. No, but I, I would, like, I would be the race car driver. I've always wanted to be one, and I'm pretty good at it. I feel like Nicole would be in the bank, like distracting people, like yes. with she's kind of funny with her kindness, with her kindness and kindness. she's she's witty and funny, and she'd yes. be like, oh, and then you know, totally. I think that's that's yep. what would happen. Yeah, absolutely. We should try it. Who is your, what about your first celebrity crush? Well, I wasn't allowed to watch TV, but the only hour I watched was uh, 90210, the original back in oh. the 90s. Of it was obviously Luke Perry. Luke oh, Perry. I slept on his face. I had bed sheets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, where is I was like, oh, cool. I mean, like, wait, hold you on. You got to make that <laughs> in that, my dream. That came true, I guess. <laughs> oh. um, Nicole. Aaron Carter. Oh, wow. this piece. Oh, two two dead people. Yeah. Sorry, I shouldn't be loud. Sorry, I'm <laughs> so uncomfortable. Okay, no, no, go ahead. No. Wait, wow. they, that's, oh, that's right. They're both, Aaron? Yeah. Yeah, Aaron, really, Aaron. Mouse? I had no idea. Aaron or Nick? Aaron, right? Aaron. 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 Or, did, so or yeah. Nick? Yeah, we, Which? Really? They both did Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, okay, guys, what was what was your like childhood song? Like, 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 what was the song that was like? Oh. This was right. the song like, of my child. Like Kate's was Brian Adams, you know, like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Wait, which one? It was like, which song? I, I know that. You. Like the Robin Yes, Hood, I like, fucking love that song. <laughs> yes, Kate. Great song. Great song. Great yes. song. No, it mine is. was like Van Halen Jump. <laughs> what? Okay. You, you were young, young when Jump was around. I mean, my and very like first concert was UB40. Remember them? Amazing. Red, red, red. Red, red, red. Yeah, but um, I would say it was like my eighth grade graduation was like Green Day. You know that song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big one. But it was Atlantis Morissette. I love her. Still do. Jagged Little mm -hmm. Pill. That was mm -hmm. game changer. And my um, spinner, my CD spinner. I had like Dr. <laughs> Dre with the freaking weed, mm -hmm. the leaf. You had the like six yeah, yeah. EEPROM spinner yeah. on rotation. Five TLC. Yeah. 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 God damn it. This was the time. This was the time that my language. That, that, that was a good music. Nicole, though, you're nine years younger. It was really embarrassing. It was Nickelback. Yeah. Oh, cute. <laughs> Oh, you know, like you know that song, Photograph. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but hey, those guys are really nice. We we didn't we interview them? Yeah, they were on the show. <laughs> yeah, they were so nice. Yeah, that was Nickelback, right? They were yeah. Nickelback. Yeah, it's yeah, like they were actually really great. I was like, God, you know, and and we had to ask that hard question, which was, did it feel yeah. like, like was it hard when people would make fun of your music? You know. Oh, they were made fun of all the yeah, time. Yeah, kind of. All but the they, you know, just laughing all the way to the bank. They're yeah. they're fine. Yeah, they're like a meme. They are really. Yeah. Hmm. Ollie, you asked the last two questions. Okay, it's a two parter. I still can't get over how flexible you are, dude. That is insanity. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. You're totally faking it. 
There's no way. <laughs> I'm like it's looking real. for the plastic leg somewhere. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um, all right. If there's one thing that you could emulate mm-hmm. that your sister has, something that you could take from them that you wish you had, what would that be? And if there was something that you Her could iPads. sort of extract <laughs> from them, take away something that would make their lives Aww. a little bit better for them, what would what would that be? Oh my gosh, Nicole, you do the honors. Her her drive, just like, like driving the car. No, like ruthless <laughs> ambition and just ability to like be so wholeheartedly dedicated to something without mm-hmm. Um, and take away something like like as in like something that like you like burns her that if she didn't have alleviate something you know. There's a lot um, of choices. Uh. Like, like the, the chatter in her mind. <laughs> Amen, sister. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, the, the little loud, voice, like, yeah. the, like, you know, that we all have. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that's something that can be burdensome to her mm-hmm. at times. It's that self, the negative self-talk. That's why I used to drink. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Man. God, I wonder I if I'm an that. alcoholic. Am I an alcoholic? Well, you know. <sighs> <laughs> That I mean, that's another I li- podcast. Yeah, yeah that's, we'll that's talk a about longer, it deeper maybe a, conversation yeah. with thyself. Get into that with mom, maybe. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mom just, mom Google, just thought just I was Google an alcoholic since I was 17. She used to be like, and then I hear you around the house with the little tinkling of the ice going up and down the stairs. I'm like, mom. <laughs> 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 well, like, maybe I am. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, okay, my turn. Cheryl, you with Nicole. Okay. All right, go ahead. Okay, so what I would. Okay, so f- mm, her, uh, her hope, joy, and just like gratitude for like the present in life, and um, just how grounded and empathetic and compassionate she is. Even though that was like twelve things. Okay. No, it's good. <laughs> um. And then I think I would take away just like any type of worry of the future whatsoever, because all we can live is now in the present. Mm-hmm. So they so they say, Love it. I'm kidding. I am a future tripper. That is for sure. It's okay. We all are. Mm-hmm. Most. We all are. It does Aww. feel good, though, when you have those moments of just sort of spinning out because of something in the future or yeah. something you don't have or something you need. Yeah. And then being able to really just settle in to the moment of now and How understand you that? that you're creating this sort of false narrative because yeah, reality no, it's doesn't. So true. You're creating a, a false reality that is actually causing you pain. And, <sighs> and then you're like, oh, wait. And then you're able to sort of find that place where nothing matters and there's that relief. Yeah. Oh, no, you're it right. Feels good. Do you have to it's get into one of your flexible poses in order for that to yes, happen? Yes, I do. You? <laughs> I do. It's sort of like a it's like a lever. And then I feel better. <laughs> I can't. I can't. This is oh my god, I'm very impressed. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys. Women. Thank you Thank for you. joining us. This is this really so fun. fun. I know it's a blast. Uh, and and Cheryl, you should dance with Oliver. Oliver, you should actually. <laughs> I'll come out of retirement. I'll, yeah, I'll win just, that shit. I'll no, you, win that first shit. First of all, There's you no need doubt. to change your attitude, okay? You got to change that attitude. Yeah, that's. I, 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 I'll change it once I'm on the show, but for right now, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. You know, like that, that whole win. present living. You can't worry about that mirror ball right away, okay? <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. I'll step by step. 
This was so fun. Thank you guys for creating great. a Thank safe space. Thank you. Nice this is really fun. Nice to meet you, Nicole. Appreciate y'all. Bye. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.